our 25 years. And today, thinking about the very beginning, today I want to talk about uncertainty. And then, as many of you will know, I want to talk about flexibility next week. And then I want to talk about consistency. Because by the grace of God, we are about the same thing today that we were about on day one when a banner behind me in the Inn at Medford read, Grace Church to Seek and to Save. And by God's grace, we've kept on message for 25 years. And then I want to talk another week about availability. I had to have words that end in ability because they all rhyme then. But I wanted one, I, availability. And what I mean, what I'm talking about there is, is just willingness to help, to serve, to be a part. And then I want to talk about one of the most precious things we've got here that makes Genesis, Genesis, community. Amen. Community. As someone said to me this morning, look, this is family. And every church will tell you, our church is a family, but not every church achieves that. And by the grace of God, and by your attitudes and approach, we do have community here. There's a scripture I just want to read from a personal point of view, because this really speaks about what's something that's on my heart today. 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12. 1 Timothy 1.12, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has given me strength, that he considered me trustworthy, appointing me to his service. And I just want to thank God today. I want to thank God. I want to thank God for his strength. I want to thank God that he has given me this privilege, considered me trustworthy. And I want to thank God that he gave me this opening opportunity to serve him right here, leading this incredible church family. I am very grateful to God this Sunday morning. There was nothing certain that first Sunday morning 25 years ago. Nothing whatever. Apart from about eight or ten of us, we didn't know if anybody else was going to even show up. Nothing was certain. Nothing was guaranteed. And all of the books that are out nowadays about church planting and how to do it hadn't been written then. So I just did it my way. That should be a song. <laughs> I should sing it. <laughs> So I didn't know how you were meant to do it, so I just, we just kind of, hey, let's do this, let's do that, let's get started. But we had no idea where this train was going to go. We had no idea how things were going to work out. We had no idea whether things were going to work out. I, I, I take a kind of a little bit of a biblical parallel from the, the story of Abraham, whom God told to leave where he lived and go somewhere, and he would show him where. In Acts 7 and verse 2, it says, the God of glory appeared to our father Abraham while he was still in Mesopotamia, before he lived in Haran. Leave your country and your people, God said, and go to the land I will show you. God said to Abraham, I want you to leave where you're at. And Abraham said, well, how's it going to work out? God said, I'll show you. 
And, and, and that was it. So, so some of you will know the story. He, he set out and they went a little ways and then they, they found a place where they decided they'd settled down and they settled down in a, in a place called Haran. But Haran wasn't the place that God intended them to end up in. And so God called to him again in, in, in Genesis 12, 1, says, the Lord had said to Abraham, go from your country, your people, and your father's house to the land I will show you. It's like, you know, God goes to Abraham and says, excuse me, can we just go back to what I told you in the first place? You leave there and go to the place I show you, but you've stopped in the middle. Now, all that just to say this. It's very easy to lose sight of what God's called us to do and settle for comfortable somewhere in the middle. And I want to encourage you all today, pursue your dream. Pursue your dream. Go for it. Go all in. Go the whole way. Whatever that, wherever that might be relevant for you in your life, whatever aspect of your life, whether it's to do with your career, your work, your family, your spiritual life, here's what I want to encourage you. Don't stop until you get where God wants you to go, and don't stop till you reach where your heart really tells you that you belong. Abraham set out. It says this in, uh, in Hebrews 11, by faith Abraham believed when he was called to go out to the place that he would receive as an inheritance. And here's the key statement. He went out not knowing where he was going. That was October 1998. I went out, I don't know where this is going to go. I had no idea where this was going to go. I had no idea if it was going to go went out not knowing where I was going. But there's one thing I do know, and I'd known for many years. I, I think this might shock some of you now, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Being a pastor was not my priority and goal in life. You know what my goal was? All my life, I wanted to lead people to Jesus. That was my goal. And as I saw it, the way to achieve that goal was by pastoring a church where people could find the Lord. Do you get what I'm trying to say there? There was something, it wasn't just, I want to be a pastor. It's like, you know, folks say to me, I, I think I want to be a pastor. You know, Go back and think about it. You know what you're talking about. You know what you're letting yourself in for. Don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. My life's been blessed. But it's been tough at times, too. I mean, if you know that working for, with people can get complicated. I'm not talking about anybody in this room, all right? All right? All right? But working with people can get very complicated. And... It wasn't a case of when I was in my late teens and wondering what I'd do. I'm going to go to Bible school because I want to be a pastor. I, I went to Bible school because I wanted to lead people to Jesus. And I thought the best way to do that was to be a pastor. That was what drove me. That was why I got up this morning. 
That's what church is about. I'm blessed to be leading a church where people find Jesus over and over again. Last week we baptized a whole group of folks. I want people to come to Christ. That's the priority. That's the goal. That's what my vision is. That's what my life is all about. And, and, and you know what? I, I, I had pastored, I had pastored for, for, for 28 years come, come 1998. I had pastored for 28 years and I'd come to realize the fact that not all churches are set up for people to find Jesus there. Don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not criticizing anybody, I'm just stating facts. And, 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 and it's like, I, I, I wanna be part of something that is, you know, where our first priority is somebody finds the Lord. And so trusting God often means going out on a limb, uncertainty. It means going out on the limb. I was, I was, uh, <laughs> uh, don't think badly of me. I was watching YouTube last night and I'm watching a concert with, the, with the, the Gaither vocal band, right? Now, some of you are old enough to appreciate that stuff. Others of you are rolling your eyes right now. And some of you are saying, who's that? But anyway, but I was watching a concert with them and an old hymn came on that I've talked about here before, but it's a hymn that I have great difficulty listening to without it really impacting me. And uh, it's a hymn that was written years ago. It was um, the, the, uh, the evangelist D.L. Moody, the late 1800s. Um, he traveled the world preaching. He came from Chicago and uh, had a big church there. And whenever he traveled, there was a guy by the name of Ira Sankey who used to um, go along and he'd sing and lead the singing and whatever else in these big, these big services that D.L. Moody had. And Ira Sankey found a poem that he set to music and would regularly sing. And I've talked about this before, but I heard it last night and I thought, wow, how fitting for today. And, and forgive the old English, it's how they used to talk back then. So it goes like this. There were 99 that safely lay in the shelter of the fold. But one was out on the hills away, far off from the gates of gold. Away on the mountains, wild and bare. Away from the tender shepherd's care. There were 99 who were at ease. and Okay, but one had wandered off. And I'd spent 28 years in situations and in ministry where really our, our life was really, in all honesty, about the 99. Amen. Church was all about the 99. We had great services for the 99. We had Bible studies for the 99. We had men's fellowships groups for the 99. We had youth camps for the 99. We had ladies' teas for the 99. We had small group fellowships for the 99. We had singles groups for the 99. We had young adults get-togethers for the 99. And we took great pride in, look at all the people we've got in here. But one was off on the hills away. 
far off from the gates of gold. And you know what the 99 would often say about that one? You know how Christians sometimes think about those who don't yet know Jesus? They'll say they're misguided, they're blinded, they're in darkness, their hearts are hardened. But you know what they really are? You know what people who have no relationship with Jesus truly are? They're lost. They're lost. And when you're lost, you just need somebody who can give you directions. But there was nobody to ask for directions because the 99s were in the, were in the Bible study. And they didn't want to talk to the one anyway because the, the one was a sinner and they didn't want to get defiled by the sinner. And if the lost one ever dared venture into church, it was like entering a time warp. An hour or way more spent in a situation that was totally disconnected from the world outside. And I'd come to a point where I was beginning to wonder how we had wandered so far from what Jesus said we should be doing. Matthew 10 and verse 6, go to the lost, confused people right here in the neighborhood. Go to the lost, confused people. There's the mission of Christ's followers. Go to the lost, confused people. And that's how this church came into being because I was in a position where I realized, you know what, the passion in my heart for to help people find Jesus is not being fulfilled in the church situation that I'm in or others that I've been in, and, and there's got to be something better, there's got to be something more effective, and there's got to be something, some way of really reaching those who are hurting, those who feel hopeless, those who feel desperate. There's got to be some way that we can find the lost. That old hymn continues here. Here's, here's the question that was asked of the shepherd. Lord, thou hast here thy 99. Are they not enough for thee? But the shepherd made answer, this of mine has wandered away from me. And although the road be rough and steep, I go to the desert to find my sheep. There was no guarantee that anything would work out, but in the fall of 1998, I basically said, I'm done. I'm done. It's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. I don't know if it will succeed. But I'm going to the desert to find the sheep. And that's how this church began. It wasn't I want to be a pastor, and I want a good church, and I want a big church, and I want to look good. It was, I want to find the sheep. I want to find the sheep. My heart is to lead people to the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know, you know what? Trusting God often means going out on a limb. And that's what we did. Hey, let me just say this. I won't get through all this today, but whatever. 
I seldom do. So let me, let me just amplify that. Trusting God means you don't know how things will work out. I guess that's going out on a limb. You don't know how things will work out. I'm, I'm going to commit to this, though I don't know how it will work out. I'm going to do this. I don't know how it will end up, but this is what I am going to do. And we commit to something and say, I'm, I, I, I'm going to do this. In, in Hebrews 11, it says, Abraham, by an act of faith, Abraham said yes to God's call to travel to an unknown place that would become his home. When he left, he had no idea where he was going. You see, the, the thing is this. We, we tend to like to do a risk assessment in our heads of anything we think about. I might do this. How's it going to do that? And we want to get the risk level down to zero. That's the goal, right? I want to live my life with zero risk. Hey, I'm not saying me, I'm not, don't involve me, I'm just saying a lot of people say and think that, right? I don't want to live my life with zero risk. I've never done that. Because here's the thing, when you take risk, you see things you would never see otherwise. And I'll tell you something else, when your risk is God-inspired, it's really not a risk at all. It just means you can't do it by yourself and God needs to step in. And God's got an impeccable track record of stepping in when we take on impossible challenges that he has prompted us to take on. We like safe. I, 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 love, the, uh, I love the statement by Helen Keller, who of course was an author and activist, and um, she was blind and she was deaf. The first woman who's blind and deaf to ever get a bachelor's degree from Harvard. And Helen Keller's statement, many of you will perhaps know this statement. She said, life is a daring adventure or nothing. Take your pick. Life is a daring adventure or nothing. Not life is a daring adventure or safe. Life is a daring adventure or nothing. So you take your pick which you want. You want the adventure or you want nothing? Trusting God means you don't know how things will work out. But the Bible encourages us over and over again, like in Proverbs 3, 5, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Now, that's hard sometimes, isn't it? But that's what God wants us to commit to. Trust Him with all of our hearts. When God gives us a nudge, in a certain direction, he doesn't usually give us the whole story. Have you found that? In fact, sorry, let me just tell that the way it really is. When God gives a nudge in a certain direction, he never gives us the whole story, right? But when we take the step, we see God's presence and God's provision. I, I had no idea uh, 25 years ago what would happen when we first committed to launching the church? Hey, I came out of a church situation I was pastoring in where, where I was financially reasonably secure. I was okay. I was getting paid regularly. Everything was fine. I stepped out of that to now I've got no income. I've got no money to start the new church with. So what's going to happen is like, you know, I don't have any money to pay the rent for the inn at Medford. I don't have any money to put adverts in the local papers. I don't have money to buy a computer for our office. I don't have money to buy microphones for our band. We had absolutely nothing. Nothing. 
I mean, add to that if, uh, again, I didn't know if anybody would come. I mean, what if this doesn't fly? Right? All I'd done since I was 20 years old was pastor. What if this doesn't fly? I'm in a foreign country. What can I do to support my family? What do I do? Trusting God means going out on a limb. And trusting God as well means that you don't know how things are going to work out for you. But we trust God and we go for it. We trust God and we go for it. My encouragement to you this anniversary Sunday is this. Trust, I'm just juggling notes to find which bits I'll leave out. Here's my encouragement to you. In whatever way this might apply to you right now, trust God and go for it. Trust God and go for it. I, I went with my son a number of years ago to the Museum of Modern Art in New York City, and we were standing in one of the rooms, and Van Gogh's Starry Night was there. And <laughs> I know there's some big, you know, Van Gogh exhibition now, and it's all kinds of effects, and Starry Night's a huge part of that. But actually, his, his, his famous painting, Starry Night, is actually quite small. So there's this small painting on the wall, and we stand in front of it, and he's... Uh, and he's standing there and he's looking at it. And I'm like, uh, yeah, that's nice. That's good. Let's see what else there is. Like, I'm done. I don't do art galleries or museums, to be God honest. Um, I, like, I'm done. And he says, Dad, you don't understand it. This is a spiritual moment. I didn't get that, you know. He said, this is you. Like, this is like you being invited to dinner with the 12 apostles. I'm like, get a grip. You're looking at a picture. It's like, <laughs> it's like, but Van Gogh once said this, for my part, I know nothing with any certainty, but the sight of the stars makes me dream. I know nothing with any certainty, but the sight of the stars makes me dream. You're sitting in a dream today. That's where we're at. It was a dream. It was a concept. It was an idea. It was a vision. It was a passion. But it was nothing until a step was taken, trusting God. Whatever, wherever that might apply to you today, I want to encourage you Take a step and trust God. Let's pray together. Thank you. Father, thank you. Thank you for the tremendous blessing of knowing you and serving you. Thank you for being able to sit here amongst this great church family this Sunday morning for your faithfulness. God, I pray for 
every single one of us. God, help us not to settle. Help me not to settle. God, help me not to get safe and help me not to get boring. But God, help us all to live this daring adventure to the absolute full. As a church and in our individual lives, may we live them to the fullness of what you've called us to, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, just before we sing our final song, I'm going to let you know this. We had emailed everyone on our emailing list a few weeks ago and said, with the, what we feel it will cost us to build the church in the Dominican Republic, and uh, what we would like to put behind our Grace Care outreaches, we were, we were really just praying that today our offering would, would, would be $25,000, which is a lot, more than it normally, a lot more than it normally is. And I just want you to know that the offering has already been counted from today, and it is $27,992. <laughs>